the Donald chant going here. You people, shut up! First of all, Vince, your grapefruits are no match for my Trump Towers. <laughs> all right, and this is episode 17 of the Ethanmox podcast. I'm Ja Rule. And I'm Bobby the Brainless. All right, many, many big things this week, uh, but in general, professional wrestling this week kind of sucked. All the big things happened outside of the ring. Uh, we had... WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump, who has been elected President of the United States of America, which, I mean, what other country can you say a professional wrestling Hall of Famer is now the leader of your country? How many countries can say that somebody like Donald Trump is actually the leader of their country? I don't know. Uh, this has been such a weird election, weird time in America, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, Any time a new president is elected, I always wish them the best, and I hope Donald does well for this country. I am definitely not one of those haters that are hoping that he fails, because if he fails, we fail, and that's just bad. I agree full-heartedly with that. Um, I really don't want to see him fail, because like you said, if he fails, the country fails, and if the country fails, then we're in even deeper shit than we were before. Hopefully... Uh, it works out with him as our president and everything, and uh, we'll go from there. I uh, would like to put a little bit of emphasis on him being a Hall of Famer. He's not really an in-ring performer Hall of Famer. He's part of the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. He got in pretty much because... Well, a few things. I mean, really big in WrestleMania. He hosted two WrestleManias. Back-to-back. -back. And then uh, WrestleMania's four and five. And then he had a huge angle in WrestleMania 23 that up until... I don't even know. It still might be the the best, as far as monetarily-wise, WrestleMania they ever did as far as pay-per-view buys, as far as how many people bought tickets to go to the show. I think... Uh, all that combined, like it was between that and the first uh, Cena and Rock uh, WrestleMania. So Donald Trump, that along with, uh, he had that thing on uh, Raw a few years ago where he bought Raw from Vince McMahon, uh, ran that commercial free version of Raw, and then ended up uh, selling the company back to Vince uh, for double. And for those of you who, who aren't aware of this, uh, part of that storyline where they talk specifically about uh, Donald Trump, you know, selling back to Vince for double, that was a, a real-life thing that happened where uh, Vince McMahon, back in the 80s, bought Georgia Championship Wrestling and bought their airtime on TBS and ended up selling it back to the people who originally had it for double the price. And in the end, they took that, uh, Vince McMahon took that money and funded the first WrestleMania with it, so funny little thing in case you had, you didn't know about that that was a little inside joke they put into that little storyline yeah i i thought that was kind of interesting and of course if anybody was going to know something like that it would be you uh the gimmick going around is that you are the wrestling encyclopedia you know more about professional wrestling than anybody else i've ever come into contact with allegedly um I think I think now since we're going to bring up stuff you know with the past and everything, um, I think now would be a perfect time for uh, 
me to come clean on something when it comes to professional wrestling. Um, this week, I've come to the realis- realization. <laughs> I've come to the realization um, that I had no idea that the wrestler known as Tugboat and Typhoon in the WWF was the Shockmaster. Yep. And I call myself a Mark. Well, you know, we can't know everything about everything. But that would be something that I should know about, though. Is but now you know. You, you've learned yourself something. You learn something new every day. Absolutely. Uh, so, kind of fast-forwarding quite a bit uh, from uh, Tugboat and Shockmaster here. Uh, outside the ring, also big things this week. Uh, TNA has settled their lawsuit with Billy Corrigan and... It seems like they have somebody who wants all the kind of like litigation and legal entanglements that they're in right now are kind of cleared up. They have somebody who's going to buy or invest in them and become a shareholder in TNA. And I think that uh, I, w- I want to say that they're going to end up on the Fight Network and they're going to be owned by Anthem Sports. I think that's that's what I recall. Uh, but, you know, that good for them. Uh, unfortunately, I think for them, though, Dixie Carter is still in power in, in some way, shape, or form. And That's she's, just terrible, by the way. You know, she's, in general, I, you know, she's the one who originally funded TNA. A lot of guys got recognized while they were in TNA because she was there. AJ Styles, you would have never heard of him. Bobby Roode never would have heard of him. A lot of guys like that, you know, would have been around the independent circuit, but would have probably never caught the eye of WWE and would not have gotten as much recognition. So as much as I I bash on TNA for some of the crap they've done in the last few years, they have done a lot of good into in the, in the, the industry as far as getting people exposed to a larger audience and, you know, having more workers out there. You can't take that away from them, what Dixie Carter did to promote some of these guys that made a name for themselves in TNA, like you said, with the AJ Styles and the Bobby Roods and the Samoa Joes and Eric Youngs and you name them, they've, they've developed. Um, I think something that has been really been like the Achilles heel, so to speak, for TNA is how they keep giving these guys who get released by the WWE for one reason or another, whether it's for drugs like Jeff Hardy or the fact that they are terrible in-ring performers like Matt Hardy. And um, they just give them all these ridiculous contracts and, and push them, whereas these guys were not talented enough or they just were too much of a problem for not getting the pushes that they deserved. You know, like even like an Aaron Rex now. Or Former even, Damian Sandow. Or uh, a, a Drew Galloway or um, EC3, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, EC3. He was uh, Derek Bateman Derek in WWE. Bateman, yeah. uh, w- there were some of those guys who WWE really dropped the ball with. Damian Sandow, Aaron Rex, he's one of the guys they dropped the ball with. And uh, Derek Bateman, EC3, they dropped the ball with him. Uh, but, you know, it, it really fed into kind of the idea that TNA was uh, WWE light or just, you know, a poor man's version of WWE. There was nothing 
truly distinct. I mean, they, for a while they had the six-sided ring. They got rid of the six-sided ring, went back to the six-sided ring. They used to have the better women's division. They no longer have that. They used to have the better tag team division. They no longer have that. So everything that made them kind of different, they weren't different at anymore, and they weren't, they're not better at anymore. So what they really need to do is infuse different ideas and different energy. Some of the stuff they've done lately with, like, the final deletion and delete decay and... Yeah, yeah, all the Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah, we get it. You're, you're trying to defend what I said earlier about Matt Hardy, who is not just, even arguably, he is the worst wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. He's the worst gimmick in the history of professional wrestling. This wow, broken, wow. This broken Matt Hardy thing, yeah, he's trying to save something. He's trying to do something that is actually kind of catchy. I'm, I'm starting to drink a little bit of the uh, the broken Matt Hardy Kool-Aid and everything. All right, so... But he's uh, still the worst wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. You know that's not true. I know that's not true. We have a match out there that will prove that untrue. Matt Hardy versus the Great Kali. Obviously, they're both terrible wrestlers. Otherwise, it wouldn't even be brought up in the discussion. Great Kali versus anybody is the worst match you've ever seen. Can you argue with that? No, I can't. Matt Hardy no, just, was just, just, in no, no. one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Perhaps the greatest. And it's funny that you bring that up because I did happen to catch that WrestleMania match because, you know, we have the WWE Network for nine ninety nine a month. We're fucking marks. Of course we are. And I just so happened to have last weekend watch said match that you spoke of at WrestleMania 17, the triple threat tag team match that was the TLC for the tag team titles between Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudley Boys, and I know it's my favorite match of all time. I know that you have your opinion of what your favorite match of all time is, especially WrestleMania-wise. But like you said, it was it was a fantastic match. I did notice four of the six guys in the match pretty much threw out perfect matches. Both members of the Dudleys, Edge, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Matt Hardy, all were pretty much flawless in it. Uh, Christian had one miscue that he that he had in that match where he miscalculated, you know, falling off the ladder. He jumped a little sooner than he should. I think he got a little freaked out, whatever. He ended up falling out of the ring. I don't think that was supposed to happen. Jeff Hardy had two botches in the matches, in the match. In but he's opinion, the one on the highlight reel, him and Edge. That's because Edge hit him with that freaking spear from the, from the top of the ladder after he was swinging on the... On the titles. Yeah, swinging, swinging on the titles. And, you know, he, he had a couple of botches that, you know, it's it's clear as day he had a couple of botches. Uh, he miscalculated the uh, his swanton. He, missed, he miscalculated his swanton. He was supposed to go through two tables with Rhino and Spike Dudley in it. Fucked that one up. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Well, and, and, I, I mean, and, and, even so... Uh, Basically, what you're saying there is because Matt Hardy actually had a flawless match, he's better than the Great Khali because Great Khali messes up every match. The Great Khali killed a man in a wrestling match. Again, you, you said Matt Hardy was the worst wrestler ever. You've just proved your point I, wrong. I, no, I understand. You've proved yeah, yes, your point okay, wrong. Yes, yeah, okay, fine. Great Khali is worse. Fine, fine. I'm not sure about James Ellsworth. You, know, might the, be you, know, you know what the funny thing is? The Great Khali might actually get into the Hall of Fame. 
he shouldn't. To me, he, he's below Coco Beware. Never had a good match. The only reason why he got the world title was because he's a tall dude who... And you can't teach that. You can't teach being tall. And for as much as the big show is a slow, prodding giant, big show knows how to work in the ring, knows how to work a crowd, and you know what? That guy's a Hall of Famer. Great Kali, on the other hand, is just kind look at Look at longevity so, with the big show. Well, I mean, it's it's not just longevity. Look at how many titles he's had. Look at how athletic he used to be. He used to do a drop kick off the top ropes. That was, I mean, he was much younger then, but, I mean, he would do that all the time, and he was 7 foot and 400 pounds. 500 at 1.2. Well, when he was doing that, he was 400 pounds. This was like WCW days, and I think uh, Vince McMahon got a hold of him once he got the WWF and said, you're a giant. Giants don't do drop kicks. And all right, V five O fum. Obviously, he got a hold of Hulk Hogan and told him that Hulk Hogan's don't suplex anybody. Right after he was in Rocky three. Right. So anyway, yeah, great collie. I, I should never, ever, ever, ever sniff the Hall of Fame. What if he's already sniffed it though? He hasn't. But you don't know this. I do. I have telepathy to Vince McMahon's brain. And oh, really? Oh, really? You have telepathy to Vince McMahon's brain, and yet we still get this crappy wrestling every single week on Raw, where we get the stupid 20-minute promos at the beginning, where we get stupid matches. Where, where I have a link to his brain. I can't change his brain. I can't. I, I know that his brain is telling him to do stupid things every week. I wish I could stop him. This week, hey, how you doing? How are things out there? Thanks for uh, tuning in. In the Twitterverse. So, you know, we've talked TNA, we've talked bad wrestlers, we've talked Donald Trump. Maybe we should talk about the... I can't believe, I can't believe we talked about Donald Trump. I, you know what I can't believe? I can't believe we're going to talk about wrestling this week because it was freaking terrible. It was like the worst week of wrestling I can remember, and uh, we, we had this conversation before we started recording. I think a lot of it had to do with the election, and they knew that people were so tuned in to, to that that they're like, eh, whatever. And honestly, such, such a crap week of wrestling. On Raw, a three-hour show, they had all of like 35 minutes of wrestling. <laughs> I mean, are you serious? Two and a half hours of freaking talking in skits, no action? What the hell is this? I don't even have words for that. I'm just as disappointed and frustrated with you, I mean, with wrestling as you are. I'm disappointed in myself, too. You're disappointed we, in yourself. We should have changed the channel and said, you know what? No, my time's worth more than this. And now we're talking about it, too, so we're devoting more time to the bullshit that happened this week. Freaking terrible! I am so fired up about this week. This I don't was think you, such you don't, a you don't, bad. You don't really week. seem. You don't seem that fired up, though. You still have that kind of calm, cool demeanor about you right now. If you were fired up, you'd be like me, where you would be hooting and hollering and shouting and throwing shit and drinking and you know knocking things I'm over. You're drinking, yeah. Well, you drink every freaking podcast, pretty much. You know, I mean, you're 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 like. Really? This is you being frustrated and you know you're you're angry. This is this is this is like 
Yeah. It's just like uh, you, just, you just woke up in the morning. It's uh, it's just ridiculous. Unfortunately for me, I, I I don't get too fired up either way, one way or the other. God damn it, do I have to be the one that has to get fired up? Am I the one that has to, sh- to shout and holler and do all this stuff? Am I that guy? Really? Absolutely. Am I really that guy? I have to be that guy. I have to be the one that has to sit here and lose my freaking mind every single week. I come onto this podcast. You know podcast, when I lose my I mind to... when we talk about Coco Beware being in the Hall of Fame. But we're not talking about Coco Beware being in the Hall of Fame. We're talking we're about talking the shit about shows the... we watched all week. All week. There were I mean, a couple wait, of bright wait, wait, spots, wait. but I mean, in you general. Know what the, you know what the sad part is about this week? I'm going to say it now because you know I don't even care. I don't even have a mark out moment this week. I don't either. Oh, wait, no. I take that back. I don't. I do have a markout moment this week. I'm th- th- there was like I do one. I actually have a markout moment this week. W- th- there was like one decent moment I remember vaguely. Uh, on I do it so much better. Thank you, Ryan. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. Wow, Jay, look at that. This is what, what most, do we got going on? Most commented on live video yet. Oh, terrific! Hey, you know what? We we, we, we love our people who are joining in live. So thank you, Garvey's, for making this all possible. Thank you, everybody, joining us on the Twitter machine. You got to get fired up, man. I need to see this. I need to see that fire. I need to see just the just the passion from you. I really do, because you're gonna sit here. You're gonna you're gonna go through this thing. I'm gonna, and you're gonna look gonna at be my all notes. Ho hum about how terrible this wrestling was this week. Let's just talk about how terrible wrestling was this week. How about that? Let's not even recap it. Let's just bring up certain topics that happened during wrestling this week. And you know what? And we're just going to talk about how bad it was. We're not even going to recap it. We're not going to talk about who won. We're not going to talk about what it led to. We're just going to talk about how bad it was. Because I'm, I'm getting fed this, up with this. This like Most weeks, you know, it's a mixed bag of stuff. You get good stuff. You get bad stuff. And this week was almost nothing but garbage. I, they were doing little things to try to further the story for a Survivor Series, talking about, well, this person's going to be on the team, and this person's going to be on the team, and this person's going to be on the team. They did a couple of minor things where I'm like, going, huh, all right. But for the most part this week, talking. Talking. It's a soap opera. Talking. Talking. It's professional wrestling, damn it. No, I understand. They need to have some freaking action. A three-hour show needs to devote at least half of their time to action. Instead of devoting one-sixth one of their time, 16%, 16.6666, repeating for the rest of its life. They need to devote th- more th- than that to freaking wrestling. And you, it's a professional wrestling show. And you do have to throw like a seven at the end of all those sixes, but that's okay. The six repeats for the rest of its life. Maybe maybe in maybe in Ja Rule's world that's what happens, but in Bobby the Brainless's world there's a seven at the end of those <laughs> shit, of at least forty six of those freaking sixes, alright? That's all I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say is this week sucked. This week sucked and it sucked even more. The only thing that was Mildly entertaining this week was us on Twitter. By the way, our Twitter is the oh F now now you're now you're underscore gonna... n marks on Twitter the f underscore n marks and follow us on Facebook the f n marks. Also, that's the same tag if you want to follow us on Instagram uh, the f n marks. So whenever wrestling sucks, join in for us because. We make it at least 
somewhat enjoyable. We take the pain and we turn it into comedy. Kind of like uh, Kevin Owens and how he got a little butt hurt over that cupcake incident. Come on. Everybody loves cupcakes, and somebody stole his. We mentioned that it looked like somebody stole his cupcake. I didn't say he somebody stole it. I said it looks like Some... somebody grabbed it and ate it in front of him. Stole his cupcake. And he got mad about that. That still bothers me. It was over a fucking month ago, and it still bothers me. How could you block somebody for such a little minuscule comment like that? I mean, really? You're really that much of an, of an emotional baby that you have to freaking block somebody over a comment like that who the hell does he think he is you know he he you know if anything i should be mad at him for having such a freaking you know fruity looking championship belt that he's got you know over his shoulder or around his waist it's just it's ridiculous a cupcake a cupcake a cock a cock god god now, uh, yeah. as far as how, how things were going uh, this week on wrestling, one thing that I did like that happened, that one thing that we actually did talk about that did happen, and I'm happy for, is we are getting Sami Zayn versus Dolph Ziggler at Survivor Series, and it will be the match of the night, and I cannot wait for it, and we will see what happens. I can't wait for that match. I'm not even gonna lie. I am. That, that's I'm the one thing that was good this week. I'm extremely excited about the Sami Zayn Dolph Ziggler match. Not only is that match gonna steal the show, that match is gonna be a candidate for match of the year. And on top of that, uh, another interesting thing it, it happened on SmackDown is they announced that they were going to have uh, Kalisto go against uh, the Brian Kendrick for the Cruiserweight Championship. And if Kalisto wins, the entire Cruiserweight division goes over to the SmackDown. Now, that's interesting. Other than that, not a lot of good going on this week, in case you didn't notice. I kind of hated everything. NXT wasn't terrible. It was a wrestling show. but It, it I mean, was, it it was just... probably the most watchable of the three programs that occurred this week. And SmackDown, which is usually very watchable, was just a bore. Just a bore. But, I, I again, I, I think this is, has everything to do with the election this week and how they figured nobody was going to be watching. So they gave us absolute crap to watch. Absolute crap. It's like, you know what? I don't care if you're going to have less of an audience. That doesn't mean you give less effort. You give your best effort, maximum effort, every time you're out there. Because if you're not, you know what? People are going to tune out. I mean, I should have elected to not tune into wrestling this week. It's amazing how I put my phone on Do Not Disturb after what happened last week's show, and yet my phone is still ringing. It's very disturbing. I, I hold on. You're gonna, <laughs> you just you know carry carry on a little bit for just like a moment. I just need to I need to do something. Absolutely. All right. So you know, as crappy as Raw was this week, as crappy as SmackDown was this week, Problem as solved. mediocre as NXT was. But this here's week. the thing about NXT. It might not have had all the freaking you know the the talking and all the promos Thankfully. and all that stuff that they had. At least they did something this week on NXT that was moving forward with something, and that was the two qualifying matches for the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic that the finals will be taking place at NXT TakeOver in Toronto. And they had the team of 
DIY. I know what it is. I don't. I don't need the notes. I remember that this is the only part right. that I actually remember this week. Good. Just the two, two tag team matches from NXT. It was Team DIY, who is Johnny Gargano and our special guest from Best last friend, week, Sean O. Sean O's favorite wrestler of all time, Tommaso Ciampa. And they took on the team of the Authors of Pain, who are managed by Paul Ellering, who is also a WWE, WWE Hall of Famer. Famer. And with the help of the Revival, the team of the Authors of Pain defeated DIY to advance to the Dusty Rhodes Classic Finals at NXT TakeOver. Also, as part of it with the Revival you know, getting involved in that match, it will be the Revival defending their tag team championships against the team of DIY at the NXT, at, takeover. at the TakeOver in Toronto. You know, awesome. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they, they did this. You know, obviously... That made sense. You know, two teams that really just don't like each other, you know, almost as much as Shawno doesn't like Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> but... Um, I think it's going to be a great match. It's going to be two out of three falls to determine who the who the tag team champions are going to be, whether it will be the Revival re- retaining sure. or DIY winning it or not. Great build-up for that. Not going to complain about that. In the other match, it was TM61. Don't ask me what those guys' names are. All I know is that they're from Austria. Australia. Australia. Good day, oh, mate. From the land down under. Yeah. About, throw another shrimp on the barbie, huh? With uh, Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce. I wonder if they all came as... Package deal. Maybe we gave them a great Kali in, in exchange. That would be a hell of a trade. Right. And uh, the TM61 took on the... Sanity. They took on... You, you, you took my thunder from me. You stole my thunder. I was going to go there. The thunder from the land down under. I'm going to strangle you with this cord. <laughs> I just want you to know. I'm going to strangle you with this cord. Woo! You know, you know, you know how I feel about Sanity. You know, how, you know how Eric Young is one of my favorite wrestlers, and you stole it from me. You stole my preciouses. Start it over then. No, you've already ruined it. So you know, just go, go on ahead. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Well, do, when again, when again, Sanity. Thank you. And um, the team of TM61 took it from Sanity. Uh, small package ended up winning the match for them. That's what she said. So the finals for the Dusty Rhodes Classic will be the team of the Authors of Pain, who you predicted were going to win this tournament. I felt the same way. They'll be going up against Team TM61. Which we saw that match a few weeks ago at NXT Norfolk. And when they do these house shows, a lot of times they're really... uh, uh, when they do the house shows, they're preparing for pay-per-view matches and preparing for stuff on TV. I think that's what they were getting ready for. You know what? These guys had a really solid match in Norfolk, and I think they're uh, going to have a solid match in Toronto. Uh, obviously, the revival against DIY is going to steal the show. As much as I I love Nakamura and Samoa Joe, the tag team championship match is going to be the match of the night. I disagree with you. And it's not because I think that Nakamura and Joe are going to have the best match of the night. I think you're discounting a, another match that was announced for NXT TakeOver, and that is the glorious Bobby Roode going up against the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger. I feel that that will be the match that's going to steal the show, and it will be the best match of the night. 
I don't know if it's going to be the best match of the night. I think it may be the most overmatch of the night because you got two Canadians going against each other in Canada. Bobby Roode is from Toronto. I'm I don't know if Ty is from Toronto. No, he's from uh what is it? The uh, Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you got two guys from the area going against each other. I think the crowd is going to be completely behind both of them. But as far as what they could do in the ring, I, I think the tag team championship match is going to be the match of the night. I'm, I, you know what? I'm probably looking more forward to TakeOver than I am Survivor Series. There are many things about Survivor Series I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Goldberg getting back in the ring against Brock Lesnar. I'm looking forward to the Survivor Series matches. But I'm looking forward also, very much so, I'm looking forward to Mickey James and Asuka, too, which they didn't do anything in this show to really forward that rivalry. I think they'll be doing a couple of things coming up in the next, well, let's see, Survivor Series is in, what, a week? Is it a week or two weeks? I think it's next week. If it's I, next I, could week be, I could be wrong, but I think it's next week. Anybody out there want to help out the uh, the effing marks, you know, because we're marks and we just don't know the answer to this. But Ryan, but, Ryan, you maybe want to help us out here a little bit. Well, I know you're chiming in. Uh, but another thing that I, again, uh, one of the few things that actually did well this week for me is they did these little, like, interview segments with Ty Dillinger and Bobby Roode kind of hyping up their match. And Bobby Roode talks about how... Ty Dillinger calls him the per- himself the perfect ten, this, that, and the other thing. He's like, and he calls him the perfect failure. And he talks about how glorious it's going to be when he defeats him. So uh, it looks like uh, NXT is going to be this uh, next Saturday, okay. which means Survivor, Survivor Series, Series is next Sunday. All right. Okay, that makes sense. I, I didn't. Think Thank you, Ryan. Gonna, Thank you, Ryan. Um, I didn't think they were going to do it this weekend. Um, they have UFC 205 happening tonight. Conor McGregor is fighting, um, I think it's Alvarez yeah. for a championship. I think it's the, he's fighting the guy who's in the next weight class above him. Really worked out very well for uh, Conor McGregor the last time he jumped up to uh, fight somebody in a different weight class. I mean, Actually, he won last time he jumped up. He jumped up two weight classes in, B, uh, was it Nate Diaz? Yes, it was Nate Diaz, but... First time he fought Nate Diaz. Oh, he, he got did his, the initial yeah. jump up there. He, he, he got, got whipped. He got got. Mm-hmm. So I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that tonight. I, I think that um, I would love to say Conor McGregor. He's been saying a lot of bad things about professional wrestling and professional wrestlers in general. Uh, except I for think, CM Punk. Except for CM, yeah, except he, for he, CM he, Punk. He gave CM Punk a lot of credit for actually getting in the ring. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I... I want to say Conor McGregor. The the Irishman in me says I want to say Conor McGregor, but the uh, the logical the person part. the the logical person to me is saying that he's going to end up losing. He's just all talk, and you know he he might not be able to back it up. Would I be surprised if McGregor won tonight? No. Would I be surprised if he lost? No. I just hope it's a good pay per view for UFC just in general. Well, it's their first time in New York City with since 1995. It hasn't been legal up until uh, recently, so I hope UFC does well. Honestly, I I enjoy all combat sports, whether it's entertainment or whether it's 
actually like legitimate sport. And I enjoy watching UFC uh, every once in a while. I used to be a big uh, mark for boxing, and boxing has become so corrupt and so boring plus, at plus this point. Plus, the talent pool in boxing is not the same as it used to be. You know, back when you had the Evander Holyfields and the Mike Tysons That's and the Lennox and the and the Lennox Lewises and the and the Klitschko brothers, Oscar you know, I think, I, De La Hoya, and, and, um, you know. Felix Money Trinidad. Mayweather, who who will probably be a future WWE Celebrity Wing Hall of Famer. Oh, look who just finally joined us. Well, 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 what have we here? So, again, I, I mean, we're, we're like 30 minutes in, and I'm just ready to wrap up this crap, because that's really what this week was for wrestling, was crap. crap. I, I mean... We should probably talk about other stuff that doesn't make us upset. Or maybe we should talk about the stuff that makes us upset about professional wrestling. Especially this week. And the bullshit. But, you know, here's the problem. If we're going to talk about the stuff that's really upsetting us when it comes to professional wrestling, all the stupid shit that they've done over the years, we might as you know, with this week, we might as well just talk about everything that's happened over the years that really pisses us off. You what know, grinds the, your gears? What really grinds my gears? Um... The Probably, Red Rooster? Uh, Did that grind your gears? The Red Rooster was not a terrible gimmick. The fact that they brought up the Red Rooster this week on uh, Raw in the segment with... Uh, that was... You, you know, the, the Red Rooster... I, I feel bad for Terry Taylor. That dude was an absolutely fabulous worker who got that gimmick. He tried to make it work. <laughs> Can you imagine being a grown man... And having to crow like a freaking rooster, and having a red spike in your hair. No. I mean, with Seamus, at least it's a mohawk, and that's the color of his hair. Where Terry oh. Taylor, it, it, huh. yeah, let's let's freaking terrible. Oh, that's right. We can bring that up too. That's actually a fantastic. Uh... So this week on SmackDown was episode eight ninety nine. Yes. This week coming up, we've got episode 900, and it's going to be the go-home show before the Survivor Series. They're really throwing all their eggs in this basket. We have an episode of The Cutting Edge. We have uh, WWE Hall of Famer Edge coming back for an episode of SmackDown. We have The Undertaker making uh, his return. First time he's showed up on uh, WWE television since WrestleMania. Even though he has been very uh, noticeable outside of professional wrestling, The Undertaker was actually in Cleveland for when the Cleveland Cavaliers opened up the season and got their rings against the New York Knicks. And that had everything to do with LeBron James last year wearing The Undertaker shirt. Uh, WWE saw that, decided that they were going to kind of use that as something to help promote themselves. They actually wanted Undertaker to have... You know, you know, a couple of moments with uh, LeBron James. LeBron James was not having any of that. He decided he was going to spite the WWE because he thought, I mean, obviously they were WWE was doing it to help promote themselves. But you know what? If you're a fan of professional wrestling, if you're a fan of The Undertaker, why not take a couple of seconds, go out there, and even if you 
when you go out there or before you go out there, tell the Undertaker or tell WWE, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to, you know, take a couple of pictures for the fans. I do not want this promoted. I want, you know, I want this to just be a moment with myself and the Undertaker. Obviously, he's a fan. Why the hell didn't he come out for at least a couple of seconds? To me, uh, it, 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 it was a bit petty of LeBron James not to at least come out for a couple of seconds and just acknowledge The Undertaker. Again, obviously he's a fan. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it bothered me. You know, if It'd be one thing if you didn't have the shirt, and that's what they were using to help you, you know, help promote the WWE. Because you're, you're obviously you're a wrestling fan. You show up to Raw, you you tweet about professional wrestling. He was the one who started it. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, this just this just goes about how people really portray LeBron James as as a as a person. Not a lot of people like LeBron James because of the way he handles himself and does certain things. He feels like an entitled brat to me. He's a piece of shit. That's what he is. I'm sorry. I've I, I, I forgiven him for what he did to Cleveland. I'm glad he brought him a title. He's still a piece of shit. I feel the same way about Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, you know, came to Boston. He helped, and he him helped win us win two, two titles. Two world championships, but he's still a piece of shit. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's like the old mm-hmm. adage. You take a piece of shit, you cover it in glitter, put a bow on it, and guess what? It's still a piece of shit. Exactly. So that that's just my opinion on LeBron. That's also my opinion on Kurt Schilling, even though it's really off the topic, but I don't care. Um, I really was bothered by that a little bit. But, you know, it's just, I, I don't At get why LeBron... At the end LeBron, of the day, yeah. I mean, no I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Let's just put it that way. So but to go back to it, yes, the 900th episode of SmackDown is this week. Um Undertaker returning to SmackDown. Again, I'm wondering if uh, what we talked about last week is going to be what happens this week, where we get the Brothers of Destruction and the Wyatt family. I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. To be honest, I don't I see do. the I don't see the Undertaker wrestling on Tuesday. I don't see him wrestling. I think there may be some sort of melee where literally the Undertaker does not take. He doesn't get hit, no offense on him. Obviously, recently off of, you know, hip surgery, uh, according to what I've read online, minor hip surgery, obviously he's walking around okay. I think we might see The Undertaker with his brother getting into a little bit of fisticuffs with the Wyatts, them coming out on top, maybe setting up something, I don't know if it'd be WrestleMania or Royal Rumble or whatever. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with WrestleMania. If if what happens on Tuesday with The Undertaker has anything to do with WrestleMania, it's not going to be with the Wyatt family. All right. You know, I know, everybody in the WWE Universe knows. Well, I, I guess with Undertaker, kind of the idea that oh, was Lord. originally talked about was possibly Undertaker John Cena. I, that's, yeah, I was actually thinking that maybe John Cena could make Surprise. an appearance. Surprise you know, set up for WrestleMania just so I can hang myself in the living room, which would be fine. And, uh... Hey, you never know. Yeah, um... But, yeah, it's a little exciting, uh, the 900th episode of SmackDown. Maybe it'll actually be three hours long. No. I could just tell from the look on your face that that just did not entice you in any way, shape, or form. All right, I'm going... Uh, Chris Jericho has a list. 
I have a list, too. They're, list they're, of, they're different lists, though. These are different lists from Jericho's list. You've got to, you're going to go like this. Sorry. All right. Who made the list? Baron Corbin this week made the list. Why did Baron Corbin do, you know, tell us why Baron Corbin made the list. Baron Corbin was part of SmackDown's Survivor Series team. Then he happened to have a match. And Whips. basically, who was he going against? Kalisto. Oh, yeah. Look at that. You got the list in front of you. You can't even tell me who, I, who Baron I, Corbin fought. I don't even have a list, and, and I know, know who he was fighting. That's how. And I'm, I'm the brainless one. How about them apples? And that's why I'm infuriated by this bullcrap. Baron Corbin this week, part of his thing was he was not going to do anything that Shane McMahon mandated for him to do. He's the lone wolf. I get that. That's for the character. Baron Corbin, though, in this match against Kalisto... Let's not talk about it, please. No, no. We have to talk about it because this bullshit has, has to stop. There was this part in the match where Baron Corbin got a knee injury uh, because he slipped from... He, after he botched the move, by the way. He botched the move, and then he did the worst slip I've ever seen in my life. It was it was almost as bad as when Shawn Michaels was trying to oversell injuries when he was... Going against in Hulk Hogan and, and, and Chris 2005. Jericho. And Chris Jericho in 2008. When he, when he, yeah. when he ate the freaking Jeritron 5000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind well, when like, he ate that like, Geratron th 3000, he at least was bleeding a gusher when he came up, so it kind of made no, sense. No, he wasn't. That whole segment was the reason why they went PG. There were sponsors who refused to to put money into WWE programming specifically because of how much blood happened with that segment. That segment, when he put him through the Geratron 3000, was specifically kind of like, Harkening back to the days of the barber shop when Marty Jannetty got thrown through the window. That's why they did it. They did it just because of that. They didn't do it just because Chris Jericho just wanted to do it. No, the reason behind it was, like you said, it was kind of, you know, having a flashback to the barber shop where he super kicked Jannetty and threw him through the barber shop window. And which, he came up all bloody. And still, in my opinion, one of the three greatest moments of all time was when Shawn Michaels turned on Jannetty at the barber shop, behind Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan. But as it it is fantastic as that was, uh, it, I would go with this Baron Corbin match against Kalisto, the exact opposite. Everything on SmackDown that happened this week were a bunch of outside of the Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss match was a complete waste of time and was just an an insult to any professional wrestling fan out there. I it, when I when I was watching it, I was like, "Why did I devote time to this this week?" And now we're devoting more time to it again, talking that's, about it that's now. That's why I'm that's why I'm trying to divert to other topics because wrestling was but we so need, terrible. But we, we we need to talk about how terrible this botch was by Corbin. Oh, I it was mean, terrible! It was god awful. It, the only thing I could compare it to was John Cena trying to sell a finisher by anybody. That was the best way to put it. That's how bad it was. I'm going to, you know what? Starting today, on November, what is today? The 11th, 12th? 12th. November 12th of 2016, as part of this podcast, from now on, 
we're going to have a Cena scale. From 1 Cena to 10 Cenas. And how bad something was. If it wasn't that bad, it's going to be a 1 Cena. If it was absolutely terrible, it's a 10 Cena. And what happened with Baron Corbin, that was a 9 Cena. I can't even say it was I a 10 say, Cena. I, I, I can't say it was a 10. I would, I would, I would say, say Great Khali a... in general is a 10 Cena, and that's about it. But Baron True. Corbin doing so poorly with that, where he botched the, the move on the apron, where he was supposed to fall, and he kind of like, uh, and then he kind of fell, and he's like, I popped my knee! I popped my knee! Terrible! It was a freaking 9 Cena. That's what that, that's what it, that's what it comes down to. That's how bad it was. It was a nine Cena. Anytime, like professional wrestling in general is looked down upon. Anytime I feel that insulted by watching a segment, I just I want to put my freaking fist through the TV because when you see this bull crap happening and you know the crap that you take a lot of times for being a professional wrestling fan you're like this is the crap that they're talking about when they're making fun of me yep pretty much that's another thing you know you brought up grinding gears that's another thing i wanted to bring up that's on the list i wanted to bring up something about grinding gears about how you talk about how people talk about wrestling fans in general about how how bad it is how could you be a fan of professional wrestling because there's kids watching, isn't there? There might be kids watching. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, watch I'm gonna, your language I'm gonna, a little I'm gonna, bit. I'm going to stop. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that we, for we, a They probably for learned a couple time. of words a little earlier. Yes, from us. I understand, but there was, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hit the rewind button and I'm going to have to say, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but the fact that they, they talk a specific way about professional wrestling fans. It's scripted. That's all I'm going to say. It's scripted. Speaking of scripted, Baron Corbin, when he talked with Shane McMahon <laughs> behind the scenes, oh my God! Like, he was, a, he was a robot. Usually when they let this guy go out there and he talks about, like, I'm not with anybody. Oh my God, it, it, it was worse than Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a robot in The Terminator. Oh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the worst actors ever to grace the silver screen. Uh, He's a tremendous action actor. And uh, By the way, we just got the confirmation that there are no kids. No kids. All right, so yeah. So the people out there that talk about wrestling fans, well, why could you watch something that's fake? Wrestling is not fake by any means. Predetermined. It might be predetermined. It's scripted, but it's not fake. And I always tell people that. As somebody who has taken a steel chair to the head, that shit is not fake. It hurts. You, you know what? You think, it, you think it's fake? Let's go find a, a folding table, and I'll go power bomb you through that. You know, you want to talk about, you know, how about you fall off the top of a hell in a cell onto a table yourself? I, tell me that's fake. You know, or getting, you know, choke slammed on some, some thumbtacks. Tell me that's fake. You can't, you can't fake that. You know, going through barbed wire, a, a lit up table like Mick Foley and Terry Funk at, uh, at One Night Stand 2006. Well, I actually thought that Terry Funk was going to die that night. He's that still is not, alive. And he is still Crazy alive. Crazy bastard. He's, it's not fake. It's scripted. It's my predetermined, scripted. It is not fake. I I'm don't sorry. Care if people that think it's silly me. and uh, just a dumb form of entertainment. I love it. I love that it. a lot about you. Always wonder if you did. What? T what? Take a chair shot to the head, Rye? <laughs> Bobby the Brainless. 
I'm sure my brains are still out on my uh, buddy's front lawn, you know, from like almost 20 years ago. Woo! So, yeah, Baron Corbin, absolutely grinds your gears. Everything about him this week, I mean, I have been one of his <laughs> bigger advocates this week, or, or overall with our podcast. I've been one of his bigger advocates. I think he has a bright future. He sucked beyond belief this week in his promo, in his in-ring acting. My God. Insulting. It's a little bit more emotion I like to see. You know, keep it up a little bit. You know, it's 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 needed. And now Brizongo, Brizongo and the Vaude villains okay. in a short and stupid match for the team that will take the first fall for the SmackDown team on Survivor Series. Let me ask you this question: Since we're going to talk about Survivor Series and those tag by the teams way, the tag team. By the way, go ahead. Fandango looks an awful lot like Jim Morrison these days in the promo shots that they have. What the fact that they both came out dressed up like the cop from the village people? What the hell was up with that? I, I don't it, know. I, don't, I mean, at least I would. Were they supposed if, to be the fashion police? Is that what their their stupid gimmick is now? They were the fashion police, I guess, this week. But personally, for me, when they came out, I mean, I I guess this is. See you next week, Rye. Uh, this is as close as w I had to a mark-out moment because of how stupid it was. But dumb match. Dumb with everything that was done with this. I snickered when they came out dressed like the village people. The cop. That's your mark-out moment of the week? <sighs> I'm going to give that's, that... That's, that's pretty... You know what the sad part is? With my mark-out that, moment... That, that's like two Cenas. Two Cenas. Your mark-out moment of the week is probably still going to beat mine, even though mine was more... I'm sad about that mark-out. I'm you sad. You should be. You are sad. I'm very sad. Um, another... You know, I, something I wanted to bring up, since you did bring up the uh, them being the final tag team added to the SmackDown team for Survivor Series, is the, the other last tag team that was added for Raw... The team of the shooting stars, or the shining stars, or the Los Matadores, or the Conquistadores, or whatever the hell they are, whatever their gimmicks going to be next month. Which one of those teams is worse for being on that on their respective teams? Like, wh wh like which one bothers you more? Is it Brizongo or is it the, the the stupid idiots from Raw? I'm more offended by the Shining Stars because I think Golden Truth are a better team and probably more over with the audience. Now, I don't know if this is WWE's way of keeping Golden Truth, you know, away from taking a bad loss. This is the only way I could actually entertain the thought of not having the Golden Truth in this match because Golden Truth entertains me, if nothing else. They're pretty decent in the ring. But in general, my God, we we know which teams are going to take the fall. I, I, I'm guessing that they're probably trying to set this up so maybe one of these teams actually lasts longer than they should. But we know, we know, if you're talking about the, the, the scale of who goes first and last, 
both both these teams are at the bottom of the pecking order, and they should be the first ones eliminated. Again, they might swerve us. But yeah, the, the the most likely scenario of like the surprise team getting eliminated first uh, for me would be the Hype Brothers. Yeah, uh, I could see the Hype Brothers going I mean, if, first. If they if they take out American Alpha first, I might just turn off Survivor Series in general. Well, I mean, or or, I, Enzo, I go or, Enzo, or Enzo and Big Cass. Maybe. Yeah, they, they like to do like little surprises, but you know what? Again, I'm kind of excited for Survivors. I'm really Survivor Series. I'm really excited for Takeover. I hope they do something this week that makes me less ticked off at what the the storylines they have going on. Because last week was all storyline, no action, nothing to really sell the pay per view overall. They just did stupid gimmicky stuff. Stupid idiots. You know what? In my opinion. The WWE creative team, they should be on the list of Jericho. That's how bad that the this week was. But so. I don't know if they should be on the list. Do you know who makes the final decisions with that crap? Vince McMahon. He's the one who decides, I don't like that idea. I, thought I, was, I, I thought like gonna, that idea. I thought idea. you were going to say it was I, Kevin Dunn. Kevin but, Dunn and his fucking beaver teeth. <laughs> that guy has come up with a lot of great production techniques as far as showcasing WWE TV. But he's he a has, fucktard. He's a fucktard, and you know what? He's come up with some stupid ideas. You know that, like, shaky camera where they're, like, beating somebody up, and they're zooming in and out, zooming in and out, tilting up and down, tilting up and down, tilting up and down. That's him? That's him. All right, hold on a second. I'll be right back. I'm going to... Are you going to go throw up somewhere? No, because I'm going you... to go get my keys. I'm going to get in my car, and I'm driving up to Connecticut. Stanford, I know where it is. I know where WWE headquarters is. I used to live in Connecticut for 33 years. I know where WWE headquarters is. Titan Towers, exit 9, I know exactly where it is. You don't have to tell me. I know where it is. Woo! I'm going to go all the way up to WWE headquarters. I'm going to walk through Dragon the door. Dragon by the damn teeth. I'm going to walk into that door. I'm going to walk into Kevin Dunn's office, and I'm going to shove my fist down his throat. And then I'm going to beat him to death. I want to rope him by his two front teeth and pull him out of the building and say, Not funny! I'm going to grab a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the shit out of him with it. Just like they did the, what, private pile? Private pile. I was gonna. I was more on the lines of stepbrothers, but that's okay. Right. 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 <sighs> so, moving on to other shit that happened on SmackDown this week. Natalia! The coach. Oh God! With her don't, don't, goddamn don't, don't, whistle. Don't, don't. You know, I said, I said I wasn't gonna. You know, I did say I was gonna bring this up against the fucking fishing lure. Fishing lure. Oh my God! Yes, you're right. You, you, you did say that. You did say that. Uh, what's it? <laughs> my God, you Naomi. This week, uh, as much as I love the glow and I, I, I enjoy like the presentation of that. She looks like a fishing lure. Fishing lures glow in the the, the dark when you sit there and you, you you throw out your line, throw it into the lake, throw it into the pond, the river. It glows in the dark so fish can see it. That's what Naomi looked like this week. She looked like a fishing lure, and she went against the freaking coach in her damn whistle. Her whistle should have been shoved up her ass. I agree. 
I full-heartedly agree with that. My God! I, I know I spoke to you about this earlier this week, about how stupid this whole thing with Natty being the head coach of, of the Team SmackDown, because she's not good enough to be on Team SmackDown. So pretty much is what you're saying is that the one woman who is not good enough to be on the team is good enough to coach it. I think it's stupid. It's it's just another one of those stupid storylines that WWE does every single week. It's like, I'm convinced what they do in their meetings for, with creative is like, Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, I got a great idea. What, what can we do this week that's really stupid that the fans are like, God, that shit is stupid. Oh, I know. Instead of having Natty Neidhart be the captain of the women's team for SmackDown for Survivor Series, let's just make her the coach and give her a whistle. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Let's go with that. Fucking kill me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just it really bothered me, this, this whole thing with Natty Nyhart being the coach. It makes no sense. Why is she the coach? Why? Do you really need a coach for this team? You don't see somebody going around parading around on freaking Raw saying, I'm the coach of Team Raw. I mean, I mean, you got you got Natty Neidhart as the coach of the women's team for SmackDown. You got that freaking chinless bastard James Ellsworth as the mascot as the mascot for Team SmackDown. I they should have had go- the gobbledygooker. I hope to God that Braun Strowman <laughs> once again Gronk spikes James Ellsworth out of the WWE. I hope to God if he does it. I will tell you this right now. That will now. be the markout moment. If, if Braun Strowman next Sunday at Survivor Series, Gronk spikes James Ellsworth, Bobby the Brainless will do something stupid for the following podcast. The, 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 the week we will after, figure out what stupid what thing. Will, I got a week. I will, I will bring this up again. Write it down. You got your little notebook. Write it down. Make a note of this. For next week's podcast, Bob and the Brainless has to come up with something stupid he has to do if Strowman actually Gronk spikes that stupid, chinless bastard. Continue. God. It's just, it bothers me. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, you already got all this stupid shit. You have the stupid promo that you had where you had the New Day dress up the, like, uh, uh, shit, I'm having a William right Wallace. Now. William Wallace from, uh, that, Mel Braveheart. Gibson, Braveheart, thank you. Yeah, I mean that was that was stupid in its own mind. You that know what? Whole, that whole that whole segment with all those tag teams from it, Raw. It, it was, was funny stupid. for like five minutes, and it lasted twenty. Funny for five, lasted twenty. That was the theme, and represented everything that happened this week. Good in a little bit, and sucked for like sixty-seven percent of it. Absolutely freaking terrible. That. That was another insulting segment this week. I was just I just felt insulted as a wrestling fan this week and just in general. Raw was was god awful. That was Raw was Raw was seven and a half Cena's. SmackDown was seven Cena's and NXT was three Cena's. Yeah. NXT was NXT by was, far the most watchable and thing I, this I, week. And I continue to watch NXT because A, it's only an hour long and B, it's not really there's really not a lot of stupid shit that happens. They had matches that led to stuff. They had a contract signing between Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. Joe knocked that out of the park. I thought they did that very well. They had a, a women's match. They had Ember Moon take on uh, Paul Ellering's daughter. And, and now, like that match itself, I don't think the match itself was very good. Uh, there were a couple of botches from Rachel Ellering, but 
the idea there was to get Ember Moon over a little bit more with the audience. So, you know what? As much as she, Rachel Ellering, did not do any favors for herself, uh, the idea was to get Ember Moon over. They did that. So, you know, overall, I'll give that segment, you know, a thumbs up. Not the greatest, you know, most enthusiastic thumbs up for me. But you know what? It got the job done. Then, uh, I, 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 this is a little note I wrote to myself. Whose cereal did Apollo Crews pee in? <laughs> this guy, who is beyond talented in the ring, not the greatest promo, not the greatest character, but beyond talented in the ring, lost to Kurt Hawkins, who the week before lost to the Intercontinental Champion in less than five seconds. It was six seconds, but who's keeping track? He peed in somebody's cereal. Was it Michael Hayes's? Was it Vince McMahon's? Was it Kevin Dunn's? Did he steal Kevin Dunn's buck teeth? First of all, he doesn't even need to pee in Michael Hayes's cereal to piss off Michael Hayes. Well, he might piss off Michael Hayes just being who he is. Apollo Crews is a poor man's Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin's a lot more talented than Apollo Crews. I wanted to get that out there. Okay. I do agree with you. I I think that he definitely peed in somebody's cereal. Did he did he pee in Sincara's cereal? That's not very nice. No wait. Sh- should we actually should we, if on, he peed on, in Sincara's cereal, he probably would be exalted as a great hero. He would be the WWE world champion. So many things this week. So many things. I think it's pretty sad that the uh, the best part about professional wrestling this week was... I might change my mark-out moment to when Chris Jericho and Spincara had a fight on the tour bus. God damn it. You didn't even let me finish. Come oh, on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. This is That's not even the first time during this podcast today where you just like, you know, I'm ready to bring up a point. I'm about to say sanity, and you're like, it was sanity. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You know, and then and then you got this. Then you got this. Where, you, where you're like, you know, I'm, I'm like, all right, well, there's something else that actually happened in Professor Versus. Well, you know, I'm going to come in here and change my mind for Mark Out Moment of the Week. I'm going to pick Chris Jericho. And Sin Cara fighting on the bus because that was the most interesting thing this week. It was. Why did it steal my fucking thunder again? God damn it! The fuck! Son of a bitch! You know, I hope the Seahawks win tomorrow. You know, for comments like that, I hope the Seahawks win tomorrow. You I hope they beat wanted the them to win anyway. It might be the case, but still, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't going to be vocal about it. Oh my god! This week sucked. Can we say that again? This week sucked for professional wrestling. What are you talking about? How could this week suck for professional wrestling? WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump is the President of the United States. And with that being said, that is my (laughs) mark out moment of the week. Donald Trump is WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. Is President of the United States. That is my markout moment of the week. Because I could not think of anything else that was a, more of a markout. I'm not saying that I'm. Th- I'm not saying that I'm thrilled yeah. that Donald Trump is President of the United States. I'm just saying that of all the shit that happened, that was 
connected with professional wrestling this week, that was it. Just because of the fact that it was something that nobody saw coming. It's because everybody thought that Hillary was going to win, and it's like everybody woke up Wednesday morning or they stayed up late Tuesday night and went, holy shit, Donald Trump is our president. How the fuck did that happen? How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. I understand that Hillary Clinton is not the greatest person in the world. I get that. I understand that. She's like nine and a half Cena's. She's 11 Cena's, goddammit. And I know that I've said before, I've never said it on this podcast, but I've said it before, that I would rather vote for a three-legged blind dog before I would vote for Hillary Clinton, and I stand by that. But the Democrats fucked that up. I will tell you this right now, the Democrats fucked that up. I would have voted for Bernie Sanders in a They had a better candidate that would have beaten Donald Trump this year if he ran for president, but instead they went with Hillary Clinton. And, Dad, if you are actually watching this at the hour five-minute mark of this podcast, I am sorry that I have to say this, but if Bernie Sanders had ran for president, I would have voted for a Democrat. There. I said it. I voted for Jill Stein, by the way. Right. 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 Because Gary Johnson was a freaking retard. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry. I just don't know where to go from here. Where do we go from here? Well, let's take a look. Where at the, do we uh, go? Let's look at the handy dandy notebook. Even though where do not. we go? You know where we go to? We go to the one redeeming place that they really had this week in professional wrestling overall: Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. This match was phenomenal. Becky Lynch. Uh, I'm not going to say in front of her hometown crowd. She was in in Scotland, not in Ireland. But they had a tremendous match. This has, you know, kind of been built up for a couple of months. Should have been on a pay-per-view. But, you know what? If you're doing a European tour, you got the woman from those that area... Make it be a big thing. One thing that actually annoyed me about this, again, just about everything this week annoyed me about professional wrestling. They called this the main event of SmackDown, but somehow it was in the middle of the show. How is that the main event? How is that the main event? Again, insulting the intelligence of wrestling fans. I know in general wrestling fans are not looked highly upon as a a, a group of people, but you make us feel absolutely retarded by doing crap like this, by having a main event halfway through the show. You know, back in the day when they did house shows, they would have the main event on Sunday, be the first show, or, or be the first match on the show, so the guy that was the the main eventer could go to a different town and be the last show, or the last match on the show on that card. 
I get having a main event first a little bit. I don't get calling something the main event in the middle of the goddamn show. Put that match on last. Because it was the most significant match on the card. By far. That match that they had with the Wyatts against Kane and James Ellsworth and Dean Ambrose. Where, you mean that match where James Ellsworth ate the pinfall? Against Bray Wyatt where he ate Sister Abigail? That should have come in the middle of the show. Oh, excuse me. That was absolutely just terrible. Oh, but something important actually occurred in that main event. Because at the end, when James Ellsworth was dead in the ring, and I was actually convinced he was dead, and Dean Ambrose was about to get attacked by the Wyatts, Commissioner Shane McMahon came out, then General Manager Daniel Bryan came out, and they announced Baron Corbin's replacement on the SmackDown team, and it is none other than, I don't understand this, this is also on the list of retarded shit that they've done in the WWE Shane McMahon himself, the commissioner of SmackDown, is on the SmackDown team. If you wanted icing on the cake, or for Kevin Owens, icing on the cupcake, that was it. This is equivalent to me of back in the day, you heard the stories of uh, guys from the clique taking a dump in people's luggage. That's what this was. They took a dump on us. We're wrestling fans. We get shit on enough. And we got shit on again by the people that are supposed to trying to be court us, courting us as fans. Yeah, we're already watching, but what the fuck? I just, since you brought that up, with the guys what with the, the click, with the guys with the click, if Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, and more importantly, if X-Puke had ever shit in my luggage, they wouldn't be here right now. Speaking I would, of I would, what? I would, I would slit their throats and watch uh, them die in front of me. On an actual serious note, talking about Scott Hall, he was supposed to do an indie appearance about a week ago. Uh, has not contacted anybody, has not had any, there's been no chatter from him on Twitter, uh, and a couple of people have brought up, where is Scott Hall, what's going on with him? Still don't know what's going on with Scott Hall, and, you know, I was at that show where he had his meltdown uh, in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, I saw the, hey, the, the collective paycheck. You know what, as much as Scott Hall deserves shit, you know, I don't wish anybody any ill health. And that guy, I hope he is okay. I hope his shit is together. He has a family, and I just hope he hasn't fallen too far off the wagon this time. I I hope that he can kind of recover and be okay again, but, I mean, literally, there's nothing been seen or heard from him in over a week. 
I, I agree with you. I know I said what I said about the click, and if they did that shit to my luggage, I would slit their throats and watch them die. But I wouldn't wish actual harm upon people. That's just not my... Well, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I wouldn't wish harm upon people who are not named Alex Rodriguez. I do wish horrible things to him. But either way, because he's a piece of shit. Anyway, right. I'm with you. I really do hope that there's nothing wrong with Scott Hall. I hope that whatever demons that he may still be fighting or whatever drama he's dealing with right now, I hope that he overcomes it and it makes him better, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I do remember the E60 that they did on him on ESPN where Xbox said, I've been pretty much bracing myself for the last few years to get the call about Scott. I hope that doesn't come. I hope I hope that doesn't come. Or at least not obviously anytime soon. But I do understand that it is life and things happen. I do hope that it's not the situation here. To be to be perfectly honest, as a wrestling fan and as a human being in general, I hope to God that he is okay. You know who else I hope is okay? Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Yeah. Why? Why do you? Why do you worry about Curtis Axel? He has been in the Royal Rumble for six hundred and fifty-seven days. Really? That's got to be tiring on somebody. Six hundred and fifty-seven days. So you're telling me today? Wait, 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 wait. What? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? I'm right. So you're telling me today? November 12th, 2016, hopeful WWE Future Hall of Famer Curtis Axel, the son of Mr. Perfect, the grandson of Larry the Axe Henning, is still alive for 657 days in the 2015 Royal Rumble. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's fantastic. I hope he's okay. I, I wow, I don't even have words to 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 yeah, this whole podcast. I I, I don't have words for wrestling this week. I I I don't I think to, it's pretty sad to be perfectly honest. I'm I'm not even going to lie. I think it's pretty sad that the highlight for professional wrestling this week was that WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump is now the President of the United States. Or possibly that Chris Jericho bit Sin Cara. One of the other. On the tour bus. But, but you know what? We're going to find out this week during when we do our markout moment vote. By the way, uh, I don't recall seeing what the final results were. I know that your markout moment last week was winning. Uh, and I honestly think that your markout moment had absolutely everything with uh, a couple of pervs out there enjoying seeing Sasha Banks and her buttocks. Uh, Is that what I picked? Yes. I don't remember. Our podcast went like seven and a half hours last week, so I really don't remember what I picked for our mark, my markout moment of the week. I... I, I blame I blame a lot of things. Um, hold on, was, I got I got a, I got a list. Okay. Hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah. I got a list. I got a list of things I would like to blame 
for the fact that our podcast lasted seven and a half hours last week, if you don't mind. Uh, let me see here. Check out your list. I know what's on the top of the okay. list. First of all, I would like to blame uh, Dan Malloy. Yes. Governor of the horrible state of Connecticut. Um, I would also like to blame uh, Colt 45. Yes. Um, they are another... Poss- you know, they're another reason for uh, me blaming for my horrible re- memory for last week during the podcast. I would also like to... West um, Virginia. You know what? You were a problem last I week, I would too. also like to blame the entire state of West Virginia. For, thank you, um, Keith Slater. For, and uh, thank being, you, being, Jamie Noble. For being fully responsible for my memory for last week. Uh, I would also like to blame uh, Barack Obama. What a fucking surprise that is. For uh, me not remembering the fact that we went 13 and a half hours last week during the podcast. Um, yep. Who else would I like to blame? Oh, here's a good one here. I like to blame Sean Odomsky <laughs> for the fact that I don't remember what my mark moment was for last week. Um, I would also like to thank the town of the, the city of Portsmouth. The, Virginia. The, uh, the, uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Eli Manning, right? Uh, Eli Manning, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Kanye West, the gobbledygooker, Greg the Bunny, and Satan himself for everything that I forgot during last week's podcast. And I would like to put a lot of emphasis on Greg the Bunny. Um, He deserves almost all the blame. If it wasn't for the fact that Dan Malloy was on this list, he would get most of the blame, and rightfully so. So... I would just like to blame all of the people that I just listed off as solely responsible for Bobby the Brainless being in the condition he was in last week to forget what happened during the 47 and a half hour podcast that we shot last week, where I don't remember what the mark out moment was. I don't remember anything, that, honestly, to be perfectly honest, I don't remember anything we talked about last week. We, we I do talked remember- about Sasha Banks's. Bottom, which was your markout moment of the week. I think my markout moment of the week, which was uh, Buzz Lightyear, a.k.a. Enzo Amore, giving a DDT to a freaking jack-o'-lantern. I would like, I would like to... Luke Gallows. I think this, is, this is the perfect Was the markout moment of the week for me. I know, I know we're I, th- I think it was just because of how awesome Sasha Banks's buttocks is. I think that's what drove you over the top. We are almost, after my Goldberg-esque streak, you have started your own streak. Very impressive. I kind of feel like the uh, the Chicago Cubs, where I'm just going to come back and just overcome and be victorious. And be glorious and at be the same time. And be glorious at the same time. Uh, but since you did bring up uh, Buzz Lightyear, and I really do feel bad that I, I don't... I, Honestly, I don't even know if I even brought it up last week. What? I might have to go listen to last week's podcast, week 16 of the FN Watch podcast. We had two parts. Two parts for people out there who are watching and listening. For the the, the marks out there, we had the first part of the podcast. And for the extreme marks out there, we had the Sean O version of the second part of the podcast. Hey, you know what? More people have listened to the Sean O version of the podcast versus the original, the regular podcast. More people listen to Sean O. why, Why do you do that to me? You know I'm already emotionally distraught as it is. Hey, why you would know you, what? Why would you? Why, why? I'm happy, and it doesn't matter who or why they listen to the podcast. For me, but I, I did want to bring up something because um, you did bring up that uh, 
spa- that spazoid dressed up like Buzz Lightyear for uh, for uh, I'm sorry for Mark got a moment for, of the week Mark last moment week. Of the week where he dressed up like Buzz Lightyear for Halloween, but also uh, there was pictures going around in Disney World where Alexa Bliss also dressed up like Buzz Lightyear when she was in Disney World. So the real question is, who wore it better? I'm going to put that uh, that vote up on Twitter. I'm going to post the pictures of both of them dressed up like Buzz Lightyear on our Instagram account. And you guys are going to vote who wore it better. Was it Enzo Amore dressed up like Buzz Lightyear or was it Alexa Bliss? I think we know where Bobby the Brainless is going to go on this on this vote. Obviously. I mean, without, without question, I'm going to vote for Enzo Amore. Obviously. Shit. You know... I got nothing left. I've got nothing left. I mean, this, this, this week, this week, week of just, professional wrestling just, has completely drained me. The election from this week has drained me. They better do better this week, because maybe, just maybe, I'm literally going to like shoot video of myself peeing on professional wrestling and crapping on professional wrestling if they keep this up. I think that if they keep this up, we should just come up with different topics to discuss during the podcast. Because we'll turn I'm, ourselves I'm into a even, political podcast. I'm not, oh hell no, we're not going to change ourselves. We'll talk about different things. We'll talk about horrible gimmicks over the years of professional wrestling from WWF and like WWE. A garbage man and w- or a glacier or other things. Or a husky. Or the manliest man. I'm going to super kick you. I swear to God, I'm going to super kick you. Usually it's a power bomb. You want to you you talk shit? You want to talk shit? You want to talk shit? What you want to talk bird shit? man? You want to talk about shit? A I'm bird even, man. I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to go there. Because you want to go there. I don't want to go there because this is just going to drag out this week's podcast a little bit longer. Um, we obviously this week was just fucking shitbag wrestling at its <laughs> finest, but you know at some point we are going to discuss some terrible gimmicks over the years, like for instance a dentist, Doctor Isaac, and, and some I think and some I, hog farmers, and I think some Isaac and some and a Yankum guy and, and a, Kevin Dunn would be a good idea. Get rid of that buck tooth. Beaver, bullshit, a hole. There it is. You did it. I'm dropping the mic and I'm exiting, exiting stage right. You're gonna make me drop this mic and exit stage right, aren't you? I I, I just I don't even think Isaac Yankum. How can you? I don't those? even think I don't even think the greatest dentist in the world can help Kevin Dunn. I think Mr. Ed could give him a freaking freaking heel kick from hell. And knock out those two buck teeth and really improve a lot of what goes on with WWE. That jackass is so much involved in some of the dumbest ideas they have come up with ever. I hope this podcast is going when it happens. But the day that Kevin Dunn gets fired, if this podcast is continuing, and believe me, by by all the power that I have in me, this podcast will be going on until I fucking die. 
the day Kevin Dunn gets released by the WWE, Future Endeavored gets that, that'll mutual, be the same day that Vince term, McMahon dies. Well, you know, mutually agreed upon departure from the company. The day Kevin Dunn is not working for the WWE. I'll not only will I forget the shotgun, which I've done, and if you go on our Facebook page, you will see Bobby the Brainless doing a shotgun. I'll do a strikeout. Boom. I don't even think you know what a strikeout is. And there's, I'm sure there's some people out there. No, 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 no. A strikeout is a lot more um, intense is the word that I'm looking for. All right. A strikeout. I'm pretty sure if my friends are listening to this podcast or watching right now, they're probably like, damn, Rob's going to do a strikeout for this? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Bobby the Brainless is going to do a strikeout for this? Damn. So, I will do a strikeout. A strikeout. It's not fun. It'll knock me on my ass, but you know what? I'll do two of them if I have to, to celebrate Kevin Dunn being let go. Please do not, do not extend it past two, because if I do more than two, then I'm going to be dead. And I don't want to die from a strikeout. Okay. But I, I will guarantee you this. Mark it down. Bobby the Brainless will do a strikeout the day Kevin Dunn is no longer employed by the WWE. All right. But also, go on our Twitter account, at the F underscore N Marks, and vote for who wore it better as Buzz Lightyear between Enzo Amore and Alexa Bliss. That will be up shortly. That will be up shortly. I will post both pictures on the Twitter account. I will post both pictures on our uh, Instagram account, the F and Marks on Instagram. Um, maybe something on Facebook, too. I mean, it depends. The F and Marks. Yeah, on I mean, Facebook? Yeah, the same thing was is our Instagram account. I yeah. think I kind of linked those, and I kind of yeah, was yeah. a bonehead when it came to the Twitter account. What? I take full responsibility. What? I blame myself for the fact that our Twitter account isn't coinciding with our Instagram and uh I don't blame Facebook you. Accounts. You know who I blame? The MLA? I blame Obama. You blame Obama? It's about time you, you joined the, the, the right side. Obama is... It's just funny to me. I know it's not even his fault. I blame him for everything because it's just funny to me. It, well, I, just like everybody, blame Bush for everything. Yeah. You know, it's snowing outside. I blame Obama. It's cold. I blame Obama. You know, my car won't start. It's Obama's fault. You know, I, It rained. It rained. It's Obama's fault. It's only 65. It should be at 70. It's Obama's fault. You know, I only had, you know, I, I only had uh, a 20-minute a break today. I blame Obama. I got stuck at work and had to work... 14 hours fabling Obama. It was just easy. It was just easy to blame him. Hey, you, you know what? It's all right. As long as you have fun with it. Hey, look, we got we got two people watching us over there on the Twitter machine. Maybe they enjoy our blame Obama. What else do you blame Obama for? High taxes, Obamacare, um, the fact that... Do you blame him for the climate? No, I blame Dan Malloy for that. Obviously. Obviously. No, uh, we, we, we like to have a little fun here, but you know what? In general, uh, after eight years of President Obama, you know what? Dude did some good stuff. There uh, were some I, I boneheaded won't, stuff. I won't, di- I won't disagree with that. You know what? Obamacare, as much as I think Obamacare was uh, 
I think the heart of Obamacare was fine. The actual implementation, absolutely terrible, and, and has not done very well for the American people, as you can see by skyrocketing premiums right now, and as much as as you could see other problems coming very soon down the pipeline i do there are some provisions like the whole uh you know pre-existing conditions uh keeping people on their parents health care until they're 26 cuz people seem to be living at home a little bit longer like okay my brother with, right there are things like that all right but they work with obamacare but as far as like having i had to throw that jab in there i'm sorry right Eric. but you know, as far as like having people with these crappy insurance plans or getting taxed for it or fined for it, bad idea. You know what this means? I think it's just that time where Once we again, as Americans shall stand up. If I can actually stand up, put your hand over your heart and repeat after me We, we the people. You Except know what? Coulter. It's apparent that in America, we the people had enough of the kind of bullcrap going on. And we did not want to keep with the same old, same old. Otherwise, they would have elected Hillary Clinton president. And honestly, for me... Uh, I have been a never-Hillary person for a long time, and I have zero problem with Hillary, or, or not Hillary, but like women in general being president. I have zero problem with that. If, I have a problem with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton stayed with her husband, at least to me, it seemed out of political expediency. In general, everything about her was political expediency. When it came to facts, she would recite facts very well and would be very truthful about the facts. But what was in her heart, I don't find she was truthful about that at all. She changed her mind on every single position out there. She went from, you know, supporting universal health care to not supporting universal health care. By the way, not she... not supporting gay marriage to supporting gay marriage. By the to... way... She was the one that came up with the original idea of Obamacare. Just putting that out there. And that's completely ruined it for all the hardworking Americans out there who have to pay for medical insurance for those who choose not to work and get health insurance. So now our premiums go up and we have to pay more on top of the fact that our tax money is going towards Obamacare. But, sorry. But, you know, with Hillary in general, I I, uh, I found that there are a couple of things with Hillary I actually liked. Really? That's more than me. Back in 2008, during the primaries against President, at the time was uh, Senator Obama, was going against uh, Hillary. They were in the Pennsylvania primary. And... It was right after President o or Senator Obama had said, uh, you know, you get these people who things aren't going well for them and they cling to their guns and cling to religion. 
basically more or less crapping on the people who come from rural areas and obviously to me kind of showing that President Obama wasn't completely in touch with those type of folks. Hillary Clinton in a, I don't know if it was a campaign event, but she was drinking beer and doing shots of Crown Royal. When she took the Crown Royal, she had absolutely, she didn't wince at all. Hillary Clinton is a whiskey drinker. I appreciate that. that that's what you have. That's all I have for her. That's that's all you have for her is that she's a whiskey drinker and that that that, that gives her a pass for some things. No, it doesn't give her a pass for anything. But, 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 but that, that was her opinion. most quote unquote human moment to me because for the most part, every I, I'm not even going to say for the most part, everything about her was manufactured. Let me say something. Everything about how you were talking about with a woman becoming president, it's going to happen in our lifetimes. It I is. Under, I understand that. If Condoleezza Rice was the Republican representative instead of Donald Trump, she would have kicked the shit out of Hillary. And not only will I say that, I will also say this. The second those doors opened on election day to vote, I would have been the first person in line at our election location, and I would have voted for Condoleezza Rice without question. And I would have done she it has a lot of with, with, with with confidence that she was going to win, and with that that feeling of yes, I made the right choice as our president for the United States. If Condoleezza Rice had run, I chose not to vote for Hillary because I do not trust her, and I feel that she was not the lesser of two evils. Either way, Jill Stein, sorry, I had to do it. Gary right. Johnson's a fucking lunatic, and Donald Trump is... And McMullen. Yeah. McMullen, who is on the ballot McMuffin? in our state. Yes. But, you know, since you know we're going to be you know bringing this to a close pretty soon, there is one other thing I wanted to bring up for the election. Something that really bothered me. I know that there's people out there that are pissed off that Donald Trump won, and I know there's you know Don, you know Donald Trump supporters, the people who voted for Donald, that have been very vocal and very emotional over his win and everything. That's not even the topic that needs to get brought up about this election. What really needs to get brought up with this election is that there was 11,000 people this past Tuesday that woke up, ate breakfast, took a shower, got dressed, went to their polling locations, gave their IDs if they have to, got their ballots, went over to the area that they're supposed to vote at, and wrote Harambe, the dead gorilla, as president, and put it in the ballot machine and counted. 11,000 people in this country were brain dead enough to vote for a dead gorilla as the next president of the United States. 11,000 people. I can understand a couple hundred I can even understand a thousand. Yeah, you might be stretching it with two thousand, but eleven thousand people in this world thought it was, or in this country thought it was a great idea. I should say world because there are people who don't live in this country who actually voted in. Who the could be in the one. Philippines for all we know? The White Devil, allegedly, right? Who Germany. voted? 
who voted for Harambe. They voted for Harambe. So if the if the Hillary supporters are going to get mad, don't get mad at the people who voted for Donald Trump. Get mad at the people who wasted their vote voting for a dead gorilla. I think it's funny that you're laughing cuz I'm being I'm being dead serious right now. <laughs> people voted for a dead fucking gorilla. People voted in this country for a dead fucking gorilla. Let it go. He's dead. He's not going to be president. He's dead. He's not going to get reincarnated into another animal or a human being or whatever the fuck you people think that like, you believe in reincarnation. Right. He is dead. Let it go. Harambe's not coming back. It was funny for about a week. The memes are now stupid. They're pointless. Let it go. Let it go. I think on that note, Jay, I think we're going to close out the podcast this week. I think I've got some significant editing to do this week. Which is surprising considering this is like one of the shortest podcasts we've ever had. I, I, I think I'm going to cut out like our last like 20 minutes. <laughs> Why? Keep it in there. <laughs> People need to know this thing. People need to know that there was eleven thousand stupid people in this world that voted for a goddamn dead, that voted for a goddamn dead gorilla. End of discussion. End rant. This is me dropping the microphone. Bobby the Brainless out. Peace out, people. Episode seventeen out. I'm Bobby the Brainless. I'm Ja Rule. Thanks for listening and watching. See you.